0: Today, I'm so glad to finish up this conversation with Stacey Mealy and to share this with you. We dig into marriage, burnout, self-care, raising the siblings, even the secret to happiness in motherhood in intense circumstances, and this is something that whether you have a special needs child or not, I know you'll benefit from because we've learned these lessons, these life lessons through intense times, through true pressure, with grief, and a lot of extras on our plate, and the lessons that we've learned apply especially well, very, very quickly in a life that has less, and so I hope it's going to benefit you, and if you know somebody who has a special needs child, please please consider sharing this with them. Just write them a little note, tell them you're thinking of them, and please share this because those of us in this life, in this community, we need each other and we need to know that we're thought of. We need to know that somebody out there cares. And so you will encourage a family and uplift somebody just by sharing this episode. I hope that you enjoy this and let's dig in. Hey mamas, welcome to her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! I feel that both of us at least have husbands who are just as much in support of getting our children uh, to have the most high, you know, the highest quality of life is possible. They're not yes. against us. And we have to keep that in mind. And I think in any marriage, that's important. Your spouse is not your enemy. Your, mm-hmm. You know, even if you have to say that to yourself a thousand times, your spouse is not your enemy. Because if you know for fact that you married someone who's not your enemy, it's good to keep that in mind in the hard conversations.
1: Right. They have no, they, they just assume noble intent. They want your child. It's their child as well. And they want child, just the best for them as well.
0: That's right. And you have to pull together as a team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know self-care is one thing that it's hard. That's a really hard place also for us through the years. We've gone through different iterations of how we do self-care here. And I've hit a few periods of serious burnout, really bad what's your experience been like?
1: Yeah, this is probably the area where I lack the most. So I have no way, no way suggestion of any sort. I personally realize I need time for myself. Uh, I'm still struggling to find that. I do work. Um, I do come home and uh, we kind of switch with Chris. He works as well uh, full time. So he takes care of Ava and he gets to telework from home. Sometimes I don't know how he does it because there will be food on the table. He's gone outside, played with the kids, cleaned the laundry. And I'm like, how did you do all this? Her program is done. Um, so I definitely need to find time for myself. I definitely realized that. I, I recognize that when there's burnout, I'm not my best I have been diagnosed with additional conditions since Ava. So I know it's putting a toll on me. Now there's a lot of work to be done. I'm giving myself stories. Like every time I I recognize it's an excuse and I tell myself, I give myself a story. And uh, I see Ava day in and day out working physically, mentally. And uh, it's a, it's shameful because I need to be doing that as well. Uh, But I tell myself a story. I tell myself like, oh, I can't have this today because it was a very hard day. And oh, I'm just so exhausted right now. I'm not going to go and walk. Uh, But for those that have more willpower than me, I think we just need to find the time, whether it's just 30 minutes to do something. Um, One thing, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I did have a really bad time where I couldn't even move and during that time and again it's that teeming piece Chris will be like I'll take care of her or my father will be like I'll go ahead and take care of her and I did do some self-care to take care of myself but during that time you're thinking I shouldn't get to that point I shouldn't get to this it's so much harder to reverse this right I need to be proactive. And during those times of really, really low, you realize how you need to find that time. And then again, I tell myself a story. So I know there's ways because I did it during that time. It's just a matter of willpower and power, and how bad do you want it? And of course, it's that piece of somebody have to pick up that slack yeah. or it, that time with Ava or whatever else there is going on. And I have to give myself, even if it's 15 minutes, I have to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, wrestle, I wrestle with that too, because it's a similar mindset of guilt, where if I'm taking care of me, somebody else is having to now fill in. And as a mother, I think we're so drawn to always be that caregiver. It's hard to <laughs> say to, you know, not so much to Steve, because he's so very willing, but he has just worked a nine to five. And he Mm -hmm. needs a few minutes to recover too. You know, it's much harder if he is working and I need a few minutes to say to one of the other children who are so kind and so willing and offer on their own. But my mother's heart says, no, don't ask them. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, like you said, we all want all of our children to have this glorious childhood and to be as typical as we were when we were growing up. And it is definitely a conflict. It's definitely a a hard emotional and mental process. And I find um, what I've been really learning lately, because I've been having to do a lot of work with this, <laughs> is that I cannot give to anyone when I am burned out. So Steve, I have nothing. You know, I can't even be a wonderful friend. I, when I, you know, with my mm-hmm. older kids, they need their mom. They need me there to to help them have a typical, as much as they can, typical childhood, but I have nothing. When I am an empty cup, I cannot pour anything. And I have in this past probably year and a half begun to realize just the impact that my letting of myself get empty has on everyone else. Even when I felt like it was this worthy sacrifice, I thought, well, I can take it. I will be able to bear all this for everyone so that they can all, you know, do as much as possible to have this typical experience. Not that that was their decision. That was just on me. And I have found that yeah. then I actually worsen their lives when I do that. You know, it's. I agree. It's, yeah, it's like a tightrope walk trying to sort the right balance for this.
1: Yeah, I I found myself that uh, it's it's I'm going back and forth. I feel like exercise is exercise and I'll go out with Ava and uh, I'll ask Vanessa to go walk with me. But I crave that time alone. I crave that time that even if it's a walk, like five minutes mm-hmm. for myself. And I've actually told Chris, I'm like, I want to walk by myself <laughs> or at work. Um, I'll be like, but I want to walk by myself. And um, I try to fit those times and those walks as well but it's probably easier and I've done it most uh, when I just go with the kids and I'll do that and I'll still be there I'll still be pushing Ava right so it's kind of win-win um, in a sense but I will have that time for physical activity or even just mindfulness be present at the moment yeah
0: mm, yeah it's definitely a difficult balance and I don't think there is any magic key or any secret for that one, except just to your best.
1: <laughs> there is no balance. I've, t- I've told myself done that and I've lowered my expectations. There is yeah. no balance. Like
0: I told you, there will be always a juggling act and one will be in the air. Yeah, you know, I think you've just hit the nail on the head, to be honest. If I were to say there was a secret to this, I think you just said it. Lower your expectations because yeah. I have had to do that. And that is where I have found sanity. The house no longer yeah. looks the way it used to look. The meals are no longer as fancy as they used to be. The car is yep. not as clean as it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to be okay with it. <laughs> if you ask Chris uh,
1: every time like something happens and he's like, "Oh, this didn't work and this didn't," I'm like, "That's because you have expectations." <laughs> you ask him because <laughs> I always be like,
0: "You have expectations. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> Just lower them a lot." <laughs> okay. Yes, this has definitely increased my flexibility as a person. Yeah, Tremendously. I, it, it, it
1: definitely made me happier. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that because when disappointment comes, when you have those high expectations, don't have any or lower them quite a bit and the day's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, there we go. We've just sorted it out. We have a secret for... <laughs> Better <laughs> balance and self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Good. outlook on life. <laughs> yes, that's right. So you also work. You and Chris both work. And um you and I were having a little bit of a conversation about that because really I hadn't put a whole lot of thought into the personal self-fulfillment on the the work side before. I really hadn't thought about that a lot. I'm relatively new into working, you know, at all outside of just being a homeschool mom and a special needs mom. And so you had some really good perspective on that, that I hadn't heard before. So I want to know your perspective on just the work-life balance.
1: Yeah. So it probably all starts, I'll start back with the fact that My parents came here to the United States for a better life, right, for a better future for their kids. So it's kind of instilled in me that desire um, and motivation to make something and somebody out of myself and my life. Uh, So I went to school right away, got my bachelor's, my master's. um, I found a job. I, I felt like I needed to keep going up the career ladder by the age of 30. I was doing well, and of course, Chris on his on his own, the other side, he's incredibly smart. Um, so he was also on that trajectory. Aside from the probably a little bit of guilt again, the career was a priority, and I had little kids. Uh, Ava came aboard, uh, aboard and um, It kind of hit me. It hit me pretty hard. The first two years, we did have an au pair and uh, we kind of worked three things out. uh, I continued to work. But of course, as you know, in the community, it's very common that, uh, especially with kids that require 24 7 care, uh, that one of the parents will have to, uh, quote unquote, sacrifice their career. And I kept thinking that I can do this, I can do this. As Ava grew, more diagnosis, it was it becoming harder. Uh, we got on the program uh, with the Institute. So that is um, quite of a requirement. And COVID hit. Luckily for us, I was home. Uh, so it kind of worked out. But pretty sure it, it started slowly to sink in that this was going to have to change. And. We made the decision again with Chris that I was going to go part-time. And it's been a transition. It's still a transition. And it is, I realize it's my fault, my internal struggle. I am at peace with the fact that I will no longer have a career that I dreamed of, at least for right now. um, It's definitely on pause. Maybe it will never happen, but I'm at peace with that. What my struggle is is completely retiring, completely letting go off of what my dreams were. Uh, I have this um, desire for self fulfillment. I have this desire for identity at work. Uh, I have a desire for uh, being um, somebody that people would go to at work, and people would, of course, need advice. Or you know, I find myself thinking that if I let go off of it completely, I will lose myself. I will lose myself into a different identity. And again, I am a caregiver, I am a mom, I am a wife, uh, but I don't think I will be good at anything else that would fulfill that piece, uh, that would kind of like, you know, fill my cup in a career perspective. And it's a scary thought for me, I, I am working through the transition of even going part time. It definitely, in the back of my mind, of course, finances are a discussion. My husband is very supportive. Of course, we'll adjust. Of course, of course we have uh, the savings and the means to transition to that. It's just a matter of letting go of that identity. And uh, I, uh, I, I mean, all but people to do it. I mean, all but moms to stay home and have to take care. I am totally 100% real and honest here. I I feel like that's a weakness of mine uh, that I have to find a way and the the strength to do it. I love Ava, you know, more than anything. I love my kids more than anything and I'll do everything for them. Obviously, if if it ever comes to that point and it might come to that point, I will certainly do this. It's a matter of what else do I do to fulfill that piece? Because like we talked about, health is not just, Physical, right? Health is that mental piece as well. So, if I'm lacking in this, would my mental health be at a point where I could definitely be present for all my kids, right? Being a, a struggle, like I said, uh, for now three years at least, I, I knew that that time would come. It's just a matter of having to find myself through this.
0: Yeah, which that's not an easy thing, even for people who don't have as much on their plate as you do. I think that's something that most people struggle with. There are a few that I've always been jealous of who <laughs> seem to always know exactly what they want to do and it fulfills them from a young age. But and I don't think that's the common experience. I think most people struggle um, just to understand what fulfills them. And then when you do know and you have to give it up, that is certainly <laughs> something definitely common inside the special needs community.
1: Uh, Yes, I've seen it a lot. And um, it's not being discussed a lot. And uh, maybe we just as parents of special needs, uh, we put it in the back of our minds, we put it on the back burner, simply because it's not as important. Uh, But I feel it's important to talk about mental health. I think it's important to find yourself. I, I, I feel like roles, we have so many roles in our lives. Some take presence, and it's part of you taking care of yourself. It's part of that for me, at least. I I know that I will be in a better place if I have something that I will be me uh, for eight hours a day and uh, I will enjoy doing that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot inside the special needs life, family life, marriage, all of this that isn't discussed. I think some of that is because there isn't an easy way to connect with others who understand Unfortunately, we are, I feel very blessed that we've been connected and that I have had the community that I've had. But it is a small community in comparison to, you know, what the rest of the world can create with those that understand them. Before we continue with today's chat, I want to sincerely invite you to come over to Facebook and join our group and our community. I would love to carry a conversation with you over there and interact with you and have you get to know the other beautiful families that are inside of our private community. Go to the description. You'll see a link at the very bottom where you can easily click and go ahead and join our group. I look forward to seeing you inside. So. I haven't quite figured out why, um, and I've been working on it, why there aren't an- as many discussions about this stuff as there should be. Why aren't there more books written? If you go into Amazon and look up special needs, there's very few, really, there's nothing out there to say, here's how you make your marriage survive. Here's how you help raise the siblings. Here's how you take care of yourself so you don't end up with cancer or depression or yeah. broke. You know, there's no guidebook. And nope. yeah. <laughs> There is no guidebook of like, if your child has this,
1: this is what you do. Stay away Mm -hmm. from this. Do this, right? Um, I agree with you. Maybe because all of us are so busy, um, I'm just realizing, and I, I haven't told you that, but I'm thankful for what you're doing. Because you're doing exactly that. You're trying to help us parents. The, whether we are at the beginning of the journey or right now, like me struggling through some uh, internal things, you're there, and this platform is there to try and help that, right? Trying to help folks that are at the beginning of their journey, or not so much at the beginning. But there's always these discussions that should happen. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's getting a closer. I feel like you you realize you're not alone in this, and there's so many times that. The only reason I have been peeled off of the floor in the hospital is because I knew I wasn't alone. I knew that there's thousands of people praying for Ava. I knew that there were people that were in the same exact situation like me, and they find the strength to get through this because we're not alone. Because of, But if I didn't have Facebook, if I didn't have platforms like um, what you and Steve are doing, if I didn't have pl- blogs or YouTube... I wouldn't know that right how would i know where would i see it where would i find it uh we need to have these outreach events and activities and uh, places where we can read it because like i said the only reason is people like you and people like friends i have in the special needs community that will say you can do it and this is what, how this is how we got through it maybe even if you get just one piece of this advice and maybe you can resonate to with what we're saying Uh, or you're like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. And that's, that seems normal. Uh, Then you have the
0: strength to get through this, right? Yep. Thank you. Thank you to Steve as well. I mean it. I mean it. And thank you for the encouragement because we really see the lack and we really know how strengthened we've been by families like yours in our journey and by, you know, other families who have journeyed alongside of us and what an absolute, night and day difference it makes to have community of other parents, even with children with different diagnoses, it's the same lifestyle. You can connect at a heart level and be understood and be heard. And it matters. And it's important even to just be able to share listening ears, you know, during those times cry on each other's shoulder and it shouldn't be so isolating. And we want to change that really badly.
1: Yeah. It opens your eyes to so many worlds right i i feel like i know the special needs world and i still i'm still sh- shocked and in you know but like parents strength by kids strength but what you have to endure what you have to get through the more you know i feel like the better prepared you are the more you know uh, the, the the bigger the community you have and in a lot of times, that also brings me happiness, right? Uh, not just lowering expectations. <laughs> Gosh, it's like I find an Imam that I can share, and we are like, there's a piece that, that we both go through this, and it's finding a jam. Like literally, she's a sister already. Yes. <laughs> I need like the first time I talked to you, I'm like already, uh, <laughs> right? Yes. there's This bond, this connection. Mm -hmm. that enhances your life immediately
0: immediately Mm -hmm. you're just like i I have somebody i can talk to (laughs) it makes such a huge difference and i think just like in this conversation realizing oh wait the secret you know lower our expectations those kind of conversations matter So, so much. And I think that's where the strength and the solutions will come from is when people inside of this world do have the opportunity to, to really support each other and listen to each other and be heard. So we are definitely trying, um, like you and I talked before we started, Steve and I are really looking toward maybe starting a membership something that all of us can come together and and have those community times to talk and to learn and to encourage and to support each other because it's necessary and I haven't seen it out there so yeah
1: it's definitely a a need that needs to be fulfilled
0: it's another
1: piece of once again we talked about how you can uh, find time for yourself I feel like that could also be time for yourself uh, because I always feel better after I talk to some of my friends. I always feel better and also more motivated and encouraged. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel like that. Of course, we are, we could both be going through hell right now. But just talking and lifting each other up, uh, the moment I hang up, I'm like, I got this. I can conquer the world right now, especially after talking with you. Every time I talk with you, you're like, Stacey, let me tell you, this, 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 it's amazing. And I'll I'll show you this and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so motivated. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm so happy. It's like anything. My headache is gone. (laughs) And it's I mean, I feel on top of the world every time I talk to some of my friends, even if it's just like, OK, when are we going out for a drink? I'm like, here we go. My day is better already. (laughs) It could not happen for another three months. It's
0: fine. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It brings that that bit of normalcy back. You know, it brings Mm -hmm. back that realization of, oh, we're still us. We have a life that's different than we expected. That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean we're not okay. It it's a really good reminder when we can talk to each other that. We're not broken. Our family isn't broken. Our child isn't broken. We just have a exactly. different life than we expected. And doesn't everyone in some way? And it's just that we have less opportunity, I think, to connect and remember <laughs> the normalcy. The other well thing said. I, Yes, I, I find I'd be interested to know if you do, but I find my best resources and information come from other parents who were already on this journey best Yep,
1: yeah, I agree with you when Ava was still in the NICU and back then it wasn't so much Facebook was Facebook not just for groups right there were no, no that was not existing but I found the very first times I found things of what I needed to do or how I needed to handle what books I needed to read uh, the, the fact that you know there was life outside the NICU because uh, I'm pretty sure you felt this uh, hospital feels like a box like a just dark never the never light in a box that did. I didn't know if I was going to get out but the very first signs of there is life and things will be okay and this is how we're going through this and this is what we're doing were from parents that went through this and and how else would you actually uh, resonate with somebody if it's not a parent that's been through this right you can read the medical journals uh and i've read plenty of those but it's it's dry it's not connecting you don't you don't get to connect on that level or the doctors they can just tell you what they've known or from a different perspective but of course it's the parents that have gone through this and say hey this is how i got through this or this is the book that you're going to read or this is the blog that i'm going to find or this is the doctor you should go and see and the folks that give you that hope, they give you that strength, they give you the just the the, the words that you need to hear um, in those moments. And from there on, like I said, you, of course, build it with the knowledge you have or the, the experience uh, you have have or the finances and all that stuff that you put everything together and say, okay, this is the plan I'm going to have. And this is how I'm going to get myself out of this. But it's absolutely 100% the parents that have, experience things. That were my very first sources until today, the better sources are for anything.
0: Yep. Me too. A hundred percent. Stacy, I cannot thank you enough. (laughs) I love talking to you. I have loved talking to you since I met you and I'm so just delighted that you were willing to share your insight, your heart, everything with all these families out there who need to connect and hear and who are part of our tribe, you know, so. Exactly. We are yeah.
1: together. And uh, I thank you. Uh, I will, you know, I'm an open book. So if there's anything, if we have to do this again, I'm perfectly fine with different questions with same questions with extension to this. I'm perfectly fine with having that conversation because after I hang up with you, I'm going to feel like a million bucks today again, <laughs> and I'm going to conquer the world. <laughs> so
0: thank, well, thank you for you. that. <laughs> and my pleasure. Cause I feel the same way after I speak with you and all my other special needs mom friends, it makes such a difference. Now you have a group online. Is it open to anybody or is it specific for friends and family? I didn't ask you, but I want to ask you really quick.
1: You know, the the whole reason, like I said, our lives are pretty busy like everybody else. And when Ava is in the hospital, we have so many requests for prayers and so many requests for like how she's doing. And I found uh, found myself texting back and calling people all day long. So a lot of us just asked, uh, a lot of the folks asked me if I can just do something. And after four years, I did put a group a Facebook group together and uh, an Instagram account for Ava with just what she's going through or maybe what, what works for us, how she's doing that day. Uh, so it is for everybody who actually wants to join the journey or who wants to learn something about the things we we've tried because we, we are still trying, um, non-conventional things with Ava and that's our plan to continue. Uh, So it's for absolutely anybody that wants to join. The Facebook group is private, but I definitely uh, accept uh, requests to join. I think Instagram is just Instagram account. Uh, There's nothing, but um, I'm pretty open book, like I've told you before and you know. So I don't have a problem with anybody joining. But the goal is for almost like what you're doing, but just on a smaller scale, trying to get people to feel comfortable that there is joy, there is happiness, even in the darkness times. Uh, And uh, we have a warrior that is just so a miracle witness, uh, uh, or a proof of that.
0: Yes, she is too. So if people want to be encouraged, if they would like to pray for Eva, how would they find your Instagram or your group?
1: Uh, the Facebook group is called Avenger, but it's a play on word, Ava. So it's spelled A-V-A-N-G-E-R. And that, just that uh, for Instagram, uh, because Avenger was already taken, I, I did Avenger the same way, A-V-A-N-G-E-R, uh, underscore strong. And that's the Instagram account.
0: Yep. Awesome. So that's think- it a brilliant idea for any parent who is out there struggling and doesn't feel that they have community, start a group and start making community and, you know, be able to give and take and create those bonds and friendships. It will help you get through a lot of storms. So. Uh, yes,
1: I agree with this. And uh, I always say there's so much good in the world, That once you get to do those things, you get to actually see the goodness in people's hearts. There have been people that have been praying for Ava in countries outside of the United States. Whole churches that have been bringing, you know, their members together just for Ava. When we did the um, yard sale, there were actually churches posting the yard sales and coming here just to give checks uh it's, a, it's not just the financial piece to this, uh, but when somebody reaches out and say uh, they've, been, they've been inspired by the fact that we are so positive, even in the darkest uh, moments, knowing that we bring somebody perspective, that they can appreciate life more, just uh, uh, find kindness in everything, right? Uh, this means so much to us i think and th- those are the platforms thankfully there is a, a good thing to social media and i think we can benefit from that for sure yeah
0: i agree completely stacy thank you so much oh yeah. my gosh you're so welcome i'm just glad i didn't pass out i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job i think you're a very natural speaker i think thank you, might you. Want to, yes go on a speaking tour because parents need to hear what you have to say so all right Well, we will have to have you back again. I really appreciate you coming today.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing this
0: today's episode is sponsored by Her Home and Heart Method course, where homeschooling families are creating a holistic home ecosystem so that they can thrive. In 2023, this course will be released and we will dig into the nest system where we will cover the four most important areas of home life that will easily be tweaked and help you to create a peaceful, joyful Thriving home environment in a home ecosystem where you can, no matter how much grief or pain or trouble there is in your life and in lives around you and in the world around you, you can create a place that is an emotionally, mentally, and physically safe and healthy place of rest, a place that honors God, that honors your family, and that will carry down through generations of your family to come. So in 2023, we will be launching the Her Home and Heart Method course, and I cannot wait to see you there. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.